Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Man, I tell you what, I love listening to the worship band up here singing, but it is awesome to hear you guys worship, to hear you guys up here singing that there's no place that you would rather be than in God's love. Man, that does my heart well. So I want you guys to know that even though you're young, you guys inspire me as well. You inspire your counselors with the way you worship. Um, I hope you guys remember that as you go on from here. I know last night we talked for a good bit. Tonight, I'm going to try to keep it pretty short and pretty sweet, all right? So I got, I got three sections of verses that I want to talk about tonight, but they're short, okay? Um, last night, we talked about God's great love for us. We talked about how God bridged the gap between himself and humanity when humanity was in rebellion to him. And he did that out of his great love to save us so that we could have a relationship with him. Tonight we're going to talk about what does that actually mean for our lives? Because that's really like kind of, we can understand that in our minds, but then we're going to leave here tomorrow So what does that mean for our lives when we talk about the fact that Jesus died for us? He he wants to save us. He he wants to have a relationship with us. And for those of you that have a relationship with the Lord, what does that mean for you? And for those of you that that don't know Jesus, who haven't accepted him into your heart, I want to talk a little bit about what you might be missing out on. So, This is kind of the verse that everything's going to flow out of for tonight. We're in Ephesians for for all the stuff that we're talking about, and we've been talking about kingdom tapestry. We've been talking about how God is weaving our lives together, not just individually writing our story, but writing all the stories of everyone around us, and how he's bringing us all together to create something beautiful. Paul says to the church at Ephesus, Follow God's example, therefore. The therefore is referencing all the stuff we talked about last night. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. God calls us dearly loved children. If you've accepted the gift that God has offered to you, if, you, if you've accepted the gift that Jesus has done everything that needs to happen for you to have a relationship with him, and you've said, God, be, <laughs> be my Savior, be my Lord, I want you to have my whole life. Know that God doesn't see you as an enemy, as someone trapped in sin anymore, He calls you his child. And that has like warm, fuzzy feelings for us, right? But it's more than just warm, fuzzy feelings, right? That that tells us about the type of love that God has for us, but we're missing out on something here. When Paul is talking about the relationship between father and son, his readers would know that he's talking about an inheritance. Not just an inheritance, um, In this context, that's about God's going to give you the things that you want. That's not what he's talking about here. 
He's saying, you're going to inherit things that are of my kingdom. That's a pretty big thing. We were enemies of God, but he wants to offer us not just life, but he wants to give us responsibility. He wants us to have a part in the family business. He wants to give us so much more than we deserve as his children. And he even tells us how to do it. He says, walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. That's like, thanks for summarizing that, Jesus, but also how do I love people the way that you love me? Because you did some pretty crazy things to save me. So this is, this is what we're going to get into. And Jesus, when he's talking about the commandments, he talks about, it really comes down to two things. And you guys have maybe heard this before, but when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, basically with everything you are. He says, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, before we get into talking about how we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, we're going to talk about what Jesus says is the greatest commandment. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. We're going to talk through this verse in a second, but beforehand, I am going to need one volunteer to come up front. Um, right here. What's your name, bud? Jamel. All right, come on up. All right, hang on here for just a second. I'm going to bring some stuff out real quick. All right, things might get a little strange. I've never done this illustration before. So,
Hello? There we go. Wow. Um, I'd imagine that it is a little warm. Sorry. Um, obviously, God's righteousness fits a little bit bet- better on us when, um, when there's not the disparity here. But, but you guys get the picture, right? God comes and takes our sin away, but then he doesn't ask you to produce your own righteousness, right? <clears throat> what we do sometimes, though, is once God gives us his righteousness, what we start to do is we start to look through the trash can again. We start to look for that that old sin nature that God has taken and thrown away, and we start to flirt with the very things that wounded us before. Thanks so much, man. I can take that now, and uh, yeah, give him a hand. Yep. But guys, so often, so often, we go and we wear that sports jacket for a week and we, we think that things are good and everything like that. And then we're like, whatever happened to that, that old shirt I had, right? And we start to go back to the sin that was in our life. We start to go back to the things that separated us from God, that are against God's very nature, that wounded us. I work here full-time, so that means I'm here year-round, which means I do a lot of weird tasks throughout the year. But one of the cool things I get to do is I get to feed horses in the wintertime, which is cool. But maybe what you guys don't know, and maybe the horsemanship girls know this, that horses are kind of disgusting animals sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they are. Trust me. Trust me. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So... We go and we feed horses, and while they're out in the corral, a lot of times, you know, they, they do. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> they drop bombs, <laughs> all right? And guess what? They don't have thumbs. They don't have a way to scoop it up, so that's our job. We go and we scoop this poop afterwards. <laughs> we throw it in a wheelbarrow, and we go to empty that wheelbarrow in a massive pile um, yeah, and then we move that pile away later on. But the point is, are y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? I know. I opened the can of worms. I started talking about poop. All right. <laughs> so, hear me out. Hear me out. What these horses do is once they've gone and they've gotten good food, we fill up their thing with sweet feed right? It's got molasses in it. It smells amazing. We give them good food. They eat until they're full. And then as soon as they go out into the corral, I'm telling you, these horses, we got water. We got all sorts of things for them. They go and they stick their head right in the wheelbarrow filled with poop. And I'm like, y'all, no, this is not what you want. This isn't good for you. This, <laughs> you would think they would understand, right? But man, that's so much what we do with our sin, That's what we do with our sin a lot of the times is we go back to it. God says us returning to our sin is like a man looking in the mirror and not remembering who he is, not recognizing his reflection. He says it's like a dog returning to its vomit. Yeah, that's rough, right? But you guys get the picture. There's better things for us. There's better things for us. So... Paul's encouragement is to not 
keep on the old self, to take off the old self and be made new in the attitude of your minds. What's an attitude, y'all? Not like a bad attitude or a good attitude, but what's an attitude just at base level? Yeah. Your emotions, how you're feeling, what else? What else is an attitude? Yeah. How you act, what else? How you speak, what else? What was that? Your expressions, give me one more. What else makes up our attitude? I saw a hand over here. Yeah, what else makes up our attitude? What was that? Our body movements, body language, yeah. All these things are expressions of our attitude. And Paul says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And how do we become like God? We already know it's not by trying harder, right? But maybe we ask God to come and give us his righteousness. Maybe we ask him to help us love people around us. Maybe we ask him to give us patience. Maybe, just maybe, we read his word. And we ask that God would teach us through his word. Maybe, maybe we get in community with other people that are striving to follow Jesus. Not perfectly, by the way. Churches aren't perfect. They never will be. But Christ is. So I'd encourage you, pursue the things of God. Pursue righteousness. We know what, what is good and what is bad in God's eyes through the scriptures. So I'd encourage you, get into God's word. Spend some time talking to him. You don't have to be eloquent of speech. You don't have to have the right words. You can talk to God the way you would talk to me or your friend right beside you. Trust me, he's big enough to handle it when you stutter. He's big enough to handle it when you don't have the right words. He knows you. He knits you together in your mother's womb. Yeah. You are God's workmanship. He knows you. So, we, uh, we put on this new creation by one, seeking to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And we also seek to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, as Christ has loved us. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once darkness, but now... You are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. If you know Jesus, if you've accepted the gift that Jesus has for you, guess what? It's not just for you. Don't just hide it inside. Take it out into the world. You're about to leave the bubble. All right? We've got all the lights on in here right now. And I brought this little lamp out here, and it doesn't really add much light to the room right now. All right? But you guys are about to enter a place. We talked about the brokenness of the world, right? We talked about a place, the place that's around us. Maybe it's in your own home. Maybe it's in your schools. Maybe it's in your community. 
There's darkness out there, but you guys, if you've trusted Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you're a child of the light now. You're not, you're not darkness anymore. Can we turn off the lights real quick? All right. Now do you guys see the lamp? Now do you guys see the light that we have up here? <laughs> so, you might not have a lot to give, but guess what? God has given you a great light. You're a child of the light now. Even when you go into dark places, guess what? You carry that light with you. You carry that light with you. And you make the things that are around you a little bit brighter. You love people that are different than you. Outcasts. You love those that are difficult to love. Because guess what? God did that for us. Thank the Lord that he has been patient with me. But man, do I sometimes struggle to be patient with other people. So I want to encourage you guys. We can turn the lights back on now. Thank you. By the way, give it up for our AV team back there that's been making it happen. <clears throat> so, so, one last thing, y'all. You children of the light, don't walk in darkness anymore and know that that light is for everyone around you. So go and share the love that God has given you. Not just, not just by doing good things, but share literally with your words what we've talked about this week, what God has done for you. Know that God wants to do that for other people too. Share that with your words. Share that with your actions. And make sure that you display the light that's been given you to everyone around you. Thank you guys so much for your time and for listening. I'm going to pray for us. And we'll go from there. God, thank you so much that you did not leave us in darkness, but that you reached down to save us. You took our old identity and you gave us a new one. You gave us your righteousness. You called us to have an inheritance with you, God. Thank you for your great love and that not only do you save us, but that you give us a great calling to go and take the love that you've given us out into the world. So God, we ask that you would call us out of our comfort zones, that you would help us to love people the way you love them, and that we would have grace for ourselves when we don't do it well. We would have grace for the people around us when um, they don't necessarily act the way we want them to, but we would just, we would have crazy grace and love for the world around us, and I pray that you would fill us all with a desire uh, to seek after things that make you happy, to seek after things that are good and holy and that we would not run back to the things that leave us empty. God, we love you. We thank you that you loved us first. All this in your name I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.